0: Welcome to Meet the Thriller Author, the go-to podcast for delving into the minds behind the most gripping mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels. As a fellow thriller writer and your guide, I invite you to explore nearly a decade of conversations with the giants of the genre, from Lee Child to Dean Kuntz, Walter Mosley, Tess Garrison, and more, all available at thrillingreads.com. There you'll find a treasure trove of show notes, transcripts, and drank links to my own thriller novels. Make sure to join the uh, thrillingreads.com over at thrillingreads.com for exclusive uh, access to giveaways, discounts, and outstanding book recommendations. In today's episode, number 197, I welcome back Lisa Reagan. She's the USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the Detective Josie Quinn series as well as several other crime fiction titles. The 19th novel in the Josie Quinn series, Face Her Fear, was recently released at the top of the Amazon chart's getting rave ratings on there. Join me as I dive into a riveting conversation with Lisa Reagan about her amazing career. What's it like writing a longstanding series and about a writing process and a whole lot more coming right up. Hey everybody, this is Alan with Meet the Thriller Author. And on the podcast today, I have Lisa Reagan who is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the Detective Josie Quinn series. She also has several other crime fiction titles published and the 19th book on the Josie Quinn series, Face uh Face or Fear, uh was released just a couple of days ago. It's already at the top of the Amazon charts, of course. <laughs> Congratulations, Lisa.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, real nice to check in with you again. It's been a, I think it's been a couple of years.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh so it's so incredible. I'm so impressed with 19 books. I mean, that's like uh that's just amazing. Um I just got to I know you've probably no way you ever dreamed this, but like when you started with book one, what was you I mean, do you think, oh hope I can get two or three
1: or three? I was just hoping for three. <laughs> was that yeah. your initial
0: contract was three
1: it was three, and I honestly honestly believe that um after three, you know the the sales were gonna stink and the publisher would realize you know, this wasn't a great idea and uh, and that would be the end of that.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. And you're with the, yeah, it's Bookature, right? Is the publisher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love their books. I've really been enjoying their authors. They they really have some great, uh, great people working for them, but uh, writing for them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was a fan of a lot of their um, authors. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to work with them because everything that I read that they were putting out, I loved.
0: Oh, okay. So that's cool. So you started out as a fan first. Yeah. 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 And so wh- wh- when did the first book uh, come out?
1: Uh, vanishing girls came out in 2018, 2018 january 2018 yeah
0: okay well that's incredible and so uh i'm just kind of curious too uh such a long series Does your has your writing process changed from the from the first one to the 19th or are you like sticking with what works <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: it's it, it's funny because you would think after 19 books it would be a well-oiled machine but it's it's in some ways it is, and in other ways it's not. Every book is quite different from the last. A lot of times I'll feel like, oh, I've got this. I know what to do for the next book. And then the next book is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a mess, and and I need extra editorial help to make it work. So the general process is the same as where I, I have an outline. Um, I go over it with my editor to see if she has any thoughts before I start the book. And then I start it. Do my best in the first draft, and then I turn it in. And then usually, in structural edits, there are a, a big time changes because I'm writing that first draft pretty fast. That hasn't changed. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And is your outline is it pretty? Is it like a s- synopsis of each chapter or type of an outline?
1: Uh, I try to go scene by scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the last few books, it's been a little more difficult. I get part way into the book and I'm like. I'm kind of having some roadblocks. So then I'll start writing to see if it jogs anything loose. If I, if I get new ideas, because often I will have new ideas as I'm writing. And then I come up with new things as I'm working, add them to the outline and, and do it that way. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're, uh, cause you know, I've read, I've read a whole bunch of of your books in the series and you know, even though it's the 19th book, it's still fresh. It's still fun. Um, is that, I mean, is that something? Yeah. You're like, woo, no, I'm not just kidding. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> is that, I mean, I'm just kind of curious too, cause you know, as a writer myself, I'm like, how is she doing that? Do you like, is that something you like put thought into it when you're like, Oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta deliver the goods, but I gotta be a little different. How does that work?
1: <laughs> yes. I was talking to my editor this morning, actually, cause we're working on book 20 and I said to her, I was writing the first draft of this and it didn't have a kind of feel a a tone to it that was different from all the other books that I've written. And usually each book has a very different internal feeling and some kind of tone to it that, um, feels different to me than every other book I've written. And I do consciously think about what haven't we done before, uh, what have readers not seen before? What hasn't Josie faced before? And how can I incorporate some of those things into this new book so that I I meet, I want to meet the expectations that readers have for the series, but I also want to give them something new and fresh with each book. So it's definitely something that I'm, I'm thinking hard about with every single book.
0: Yeah, it shows too, because yeah, if you were just doing the same one all all the time, I think readers would kind of get a little tired of it, but yours just keep, it kind of reminds me of Rudy Bosch. I think he's got like 20 some now, Michael (laughs) (laughs) Connolly, They're always good like that too. So that's, that's, uh, I'm always uh, amazed in that uh, with my writer hat, I'm like, wow. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Uh, So obviously I'm kind of curious now, what inspired you to write thrillers and mysteries? Were you a fan of the genre before you wrote your
1: first uh, thriller? Yeah, I've always been a huge fan. Even as a child, I, l- <laughs> I love Scooby-Doo and Nancy Drew, uh, those kinds of stories. And then as I got older, young adult, I've read a lot of Christopher Pike. I-, I liked anything with a puzzle, with a mystery. And I just, I- I'll read anything if it's, I feel as though the genre doesn't matter. If it's good, it's good. But generally what speaks to me the most is the crime thriller genre. So that's where I, I spent a lot of time reading and it was kind of a natural thing to just write in that genre.
0: And what did you do before you started to, to write anything that you were able to apply to your writing career?
1: Not so much. I had a lot of different jobs. Uh, I was a paralegal for 13 years, but at a personal injury firm. So I didn't see a lot of uh, criminal stuff. Uh, I just really have been fascinated by crime and why people commit crimes and the psychology behind things. So I I think even if I had to do it over again and go back to school, I might have majored in psychology or criminal justice or gone to law school or something like that, because all of that stuff has always been fascinating to me.
0: And so, uh, how did what were the origins for uh, Face or Fear? Can you tell us a little, walk us through a little bit about that? What it's about and how the idea started in your started with you?
1: We had an editorial meeting about the series in 2022, and we were trying to map out a future books uh, with a couple of the editors from Book of Church. and uh, it came up that they wanted me to think about doing something that was like a locked room mystery where Josie would be isolated with a limited number of people and resources and have to still solve a crime. And I thought about it and I thought that the best way to do that realistically with the way things are nowadays in technology would be to put her at a remote retreat on the top of a mountain <laughs> with limited cell service and then have a blizzard strike. <laughs> I'll do and, it. <laughs> yeah, it was just really hard to come up with a way that she could be isolated from society. And then that's what I came up with. And then after that, it was a matter of, you know, developing the cast of characters that she stuck with and going about how she solves the crime. you know and it, I mean, in this genre, there's, a bo- there's usually a body. So she's at this remote retreat trying to process some of her trauma. Somebody gets murdered. She's on the case whether she wants to be or not. And so from that point on, she has to figure out how to solve that murder with just basically her wits. She has limited contact with the team, which does help, but it's pretty much all on her to figure out who the killer is.
0: Yeah, cool. And then, so you mentioned the characters, creating the characters. How how does that process work for you too? Like trying to create compelling characters that are interesting. Uh, do you like, do, you know, sketch them out, or how does that process work?
1: <laughs> they usually just kind of appear in my mind. Uh, I'll have like a sort of idea of what I need. I need a character who you know is going to fit this role, and then they they just kind of show up there. I know that sounds like crazy writer stuff, but <laughs> they they just come into my mind. Most of them uh, fully formed and ready to go. And sometimes when I'm writing, I, I think that they're going to act one way and, I, and then they act completely differently, which usually makes it pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And You say you outline and everything, but they still, the characters in the story takes its own directions when you're writing it. Is that And you don't find that frustrating. That's like, uh, you, is that a good part of, it, of the process for you? Like, oh, cool, it's going this way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun because when you outline, it does take a little bit of the joy of discovery out of the writing process. And so it's a lot of fun when you're writing, you, even when you're following the outline and you're writing, and then this character that you wrote in the outline comes onto the page and they're completely different than what you expected. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. I might, I might let that, you know, develop and see what happens.
0: And how do you keep the track of all this, especially after 19 books? You must have like a really, uh, a super high charging, uh, series Bible going or.
1: <laughs> I do. I do. There's a wonderful, wonderful patient, very patient woman named Claire Milto who does the series Bible for me. And it's color coded and searchable. And she really has a great memory, because sometimes I'll send her a new book before it's been published, and she'll email me and say, hey, don't know if you checked the Bible, but you already, you know, used this location, and the last time you used it, it was in West Denton, and in this book, you've got it in East Denton. So, you know, you need to make that consistent.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. It's like the editor uh, brain that remembers these things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> and so, uh, it, it just out of curiosity too, like the the tools of the trade. Do you do you, do you write on Word or or Scrivener or yeah. some other software? Word,
1: Microsoft Word. Yeah, okay. and everything is in there. I have to I have to keep everything kind of in one place, or I will I will forget things and and lose track of things. So I keep everything in Word, and then. Something comes up as I'm writing that I need to fill in or research or, uh, you know, make consistent. I'll just use the comment feature in the margin and I'll leave myself a comment that says, come back to this or look this up or fill this in later. So that's everything is just in that document.
0: Wow. Interesting, and so what's a uh, so you say you were starting to work on uh, on Josie Quinn number twenty? Uh, when's that? Is that one coming out uh, soon or next year? Or what's the process? Uh, that
1: that'll one? be that'll be out in May in mid May. Oh, okay. Cool.
0: All right, so that's coming right up. Uh, how are you working on on the next one? Like, is that are you already starting to plan number twenty one? Or
1: yeah, I have an idea for it. I have to talk to my editor about it. But book twenty, a draft of book twenty, was already turned in when nineteen came out. So leading up to 19 coming out, I was finishing the first draft of 20. And now I will be editing it. I'll be doing structural edits for that in the next two to three weeks. And then, you know, it's pretty quick from there with copy editing, proofreading, line editing, all that stuff. And then I'll start 21 right away.
0: Yeah, it's just so amazing too. What, what uh, the the feedback? I was kind of checking on the on the on the Amazon page of your book. It's the 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 reviews are great, and it's uh, in, the, in the top of there. What's the feedback that you've been hearing from your fans? There, it must be thrilling, exciting. Uh, the nineteenth book, and everyone's still like super excited about it.
1: Yes, I was so nervous about this book nineteen because it's very very different than every other book before it and always when you've got a series that people have stuck with that long I think it's very nerve-wracking to try something else to try something new so I've been really gratified by the fact that readers they're acknowledging that oh this is a little different than what we're used to but it's pretty good we like it we still like it (laughs) um so the reviews have been great thank god thank my (laughs) readers um and then the uh, the only thing that people have said kind of consistently are, is that they missed the team. They missed Josie's team, the other detectives, the series regulars. So we'll bring them back in full force in book 20. Um, and you'll see them on like every page. So people will get that back in book 20.
0: Is it going to be like a special... Anything special being that it's number 20 or is that just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that works.
1: <laughs> I know. it's. I know. It's so... I, i talked to my editor about that this morning, uh, about it being book 20 and is there something we should be doing, uh, special. I think that this, there's a, with the addition of this new team member that I'm introducing, he comes in at the end of 19, but you just see him for a couple of minutes. And I think with him being introduced in 20, it's going to make for, um, a little more excitement, like a breath of fresh air. It's something different for, for readers to, uh, sink their teeth into so we'll see what happens
0: and how much research do you put in your books uh, especially like different locations like this one's in a different location uh, how much uh, research do you put into these
1: a lot of research I, I try in terms of location to keep well you know denton is a fictional town city in pennsylvania so i try to keep all my stuff in pennsylvania because i have lived here my whole life i've traveled all over pennsylvania I used to be a nursing assistant and I would work for agency. So I would get sent to all kinds of places. Um, So I try to keep it to places that I've been or I'll take, you know, parts of a bunch of places that I've been and meld them into one fictional location. Uh, So in terms of location, uh, that's my own personal experience. And then the police procedure part, I have a couple of consultants that help me In the first draft, I consult with them about everything. How would this look? What would Josie need to do? Uh, What would happen if you found this? That sort of thing. And then when the book is finished, but before it's published, I have a a consultant, a retired female detective, who reads the whole entire book, line by line. And she tells me, all the things I got wrong. (laughs) Um, And my goal always when I send her a book is to try and get no notes. <laughs> um, I don't that get succeed, but
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that's, cause that's something that you get from your, from your books. Though. They seem very, I mean, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not in line enforcement or anything, but it seems very like um, into like the, the procedure of, of things, the job. So that's how you're, like, you're tapping into these experts.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not dead on because I, I Go have ahead. to, you know it's fiction it's being written for entertainment but i do my absolute best to make sure that there's never anything in there that is so off the wall that it would never happen
0: yeah i have friends who are cops and they're like yeah no usually the jobs are actually kind of boring yeah
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah so i no, heard we, that yeah, yeah, yeah no, we, we read for fun so yeah we, we gotta keep it fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so i was kind of curious too so now when you start to to write your the, the book, uh, like do you like set yourself goals, uh, like a word count goal, every, and do you write every day?
1: I try to write every day. I have a word count goal for each. The first draft is usually anywhere between 65,000 and 85,000 words, depending on how well the book is going. If I'm writing and I feel as though most of it is going to stay in the book through the editing process, then my word count tends to be higher. If I'm not that sure how much is going to stay, then the word count will be lower. Uh, But my husband made me this, you can't see it right now because it's covered up, but he made me a, uh, it's like a thing on the wall. It's a thermometer and it has the words on it. They use the same thing for fundraising. And so every notch, you know, a couple of notches, it's, it goes by, uh, increments of 5000 and you push up the red part as you go so you know if i come to 3000 words i put it to 3000 if i write 5000 i push it up to 5000 and it just keeps going and so if i don't get to push the the red part up every day i feel like i haven't accomplished anything oh that's cool so that kind of yeah so that kind of keeps me going he had the idea he ordered it and then he custom customized it so that you know it would be there for word count put it on my wall and it's just been a godsend because it really helps keep me focused
0: yeah I can imagine yeah and, and you usually right from the same place like you have like a dedicated spot that you usually go to
1: yeah it's, it's here in my office and I have a, a big chair back there because my dog likes to be sitting on my right side when I'm writing. <laughs> so, and if I sit at my desk for too long, he gets upset. So we can we just go back and I sit there and I type and then he lays against my leg and I can get a lot of writing done that way.
0: Yeah, mine's usually right behind there.
1: Oh, <laughs> so sweet.
0: Yeah, it's a little one though. So yeah, it's a little easier to there I can keep an eye on her. <laughs> wish she shouldn't start barking during the interview. <laughs> Yeah, and so, um, and how do, how is it for you now? Writing these books now? Do you is it still something like, um, um I mean, do you, are you still excited about the whole process? I mean, it must be just incredible to be able to to do that. But I know I can imagine after 19 books too. Uh, how does that? How does that whole work, feeling work out for you?
1: I love it. I still love it. I I can't imagine writing anything else. I I know a lot of writers get very maybe bored or frustrated after so many books with the same characters or the same theme or that sort of thing. But I, I love it. I love it. I'm right where I want to be. I don't really want to write anything else. I think the biggest challenge for me is just kind of what we talked about earlier, which is coming up with something new and fresh for readers every time. I you know, And, and it's hard after 19 books, you, you kind of think to yourself, Oh, did I do that already? <laughs> I did I use that clue already? So um, that's where the the Bible comes in. That helps a lot because I I don't definitely don't want to repeat anything that we've already done in the series.
0: Yeah, I, that's why I figured that with, with such a a, a great uh, long series like that, you must have very good uh, <laughs> Bible going. Because if not, yeah, have you kind of kind of hard to keep track of. <laughs> Yeah. and uh and so what's the what's it like that with the uh with the other writers in the in the in the book community uh any um, writers that you've been do you still find time to read thrillers and are there any new writers that you're enjoying
1: oh yeah yeah all the time um i do my best
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well in book with book Ocher, i'm a huge fan of angie marson's her kim stone series uh, i think i'm only a book behind her I love that series. I think it's awesome. That was one of the main uh, things that made me want to pitch to Book because I just love that series so much. Uh she's great. Uh Helen Pfeiffer, Wendy Dranfield, B.R. Spangler, Stacey Green, I love, um, K.L. Slater. I know I'm gonna be forgetting people. <laughs> they're I mean, they're all good. I I haven't read anybody that they've picked up that I didn't enjoy. And then um, Outside of book culture, I like, I love S.A. Cosby, Jennifer Hillier. They're kind of my big, big favorites right now. Um, Ed Amar, I love his stuff. He's got a new one coming out next week. And Kelly Garrett, I got to read an advanced copy of her book that's coming out this year. She's oh, fantastic. So I, yeah, I try to I try to keep up as best as I can. It's hard when you're writing three books a year, and when I'm writing first drafts, it's especially hard because if I really get into a book, it's it's impossible for me to put it down. I can't like if I put it down and I try to write my own book, I'm like, I don't know what happens. I can't do this. (laughs) I go back to the book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and how long does it take you to go from like the when you first sit down to write it till you have the first draft done? Uh, Usually, I mean, is there an average or?
1: About two months, but that's after I've really thought about it for a long time and worked out a lot of the premise and the plot. Uh, And and I have a pretty solid outline. So I usually spend a month, maybe two, working on that part of the process. And then in the last six to eight weeks, I will um, just kind of dig in and try to get that first draft out.
0: And then, uh, so... And I was asking the questions about the processes and everything, because I know I have a lot of uh, writers, aspiring writers that listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, so I was like to ask too, like advice, you know, for an aspiring thriller, mystery writer, um, like, what do you, what do you think about what the future is, you know, because there's all these changes happening right now in the industry. I was kind of wondering what your, what your, what your take is on that and any advice for our aspiring writers? Uh,
1: my Best, best piece of advice is just keep creating new content. Keep coming up with new stories. Don't stop at one book, even if you're trying to sell it or pitch it, just keep writing. You should always be writing because sometimes the first book or the first five books (laughs) that you write don't go anywhere or don't do as well as you hoped, but you never know which book might be the one that resonates the most with readers. So if you just keep working and you keep getting those stories that are in your head onto the page, you're going to really do yourself a service. I think that's the best thing that writers can be doing um, at any stage, really. And then in terms of um, the publishing, when I talk to like newer writers or aspiring writers, I say, at this point, the way that the industry is, you need to ask yourself, what do you want out of this? Because there's so many paths to publication now. You, know, you, you can publish independently. You can now approach small to mid-sized publishers without an agent. So there's that option, or you know, still with the big houses, you definitely need an agent um, to break in there. So I just think there's so many different ways to go that 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 has become more of a of a personal thing for people. What do they want out of the process? What do they want the end result to look like for them? And that will, the answer to that question will determine uh, where to go from there.
0: Yeah, something that I really liked about Bucketure. I was looking at their submission process too, is that they, they'll let you know like in two weeks. So it's yeah, not like the correct. old way where it's like, you know, six months or a year, you're wondering if, they're ever, if you're ever going to hear back from them. So at least it's, you know, submit it and then you can move on quick, rather quickly for the industry with standards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always stuck with me when I first interviewed you. I remember you saying that even like your first time, the first book you pitched to Bucketure really didn't pan out. And but then you know you didn't go go away all upset or sad or whatever you zeroed in. Yeah. You are nineteen books later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. And you know those first two books that I pitched to them at the time, I was like, this is my best work. <laughs> but I know you learn from writing. You, every single book that I write teaches me something that I did not know before, or I did not know how to do before, or something I was, I've was i been trying to pull off but haven't been able to before. So the more you write, even if it doesn't feel like it, I think the better you get. So it's worth always creating new content.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. It's not really wasted words. It's like more practice, right? Eventually it'll all... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Lisa, I want to thank you so much for coming uh, on the podcast again. I was really uh, enjoyed talking with you and uh, face her fears out right now. So by the time people are watching this or listening to this, they'll go they'll go check it out.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining me on the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate and review it on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback makes all the difference in connecting with fellow Thriller fans. Go to thrillingweeds.com for show notes, transcripts, and to sign up for exclusive access to giveaways, discounts, and outstanding book recommendations. Until next time, keep the pages turning and keep the mysteries unraveling.